Gemstones and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. You know what's been all over the place this fucking year. So what better way to wrap it up with the promise of a drag race tomorrow. So we're talking about the season 13 queens. Julie, what are your initial thoughts? It's going to be an amazing season. I can't wait. I'm really excited. We're feeling good. We're feeling sexy. We're feeling stupid. We're feeling confident. We're feeling ready to be vaccinated. Also, we're talking about our favorite holiday movies. Julie doesn't like any of them, except for Die Hard. What is your obsession with Die Hard, Julie? Um, it's got lots of violence, which I really enjoy right now. We started this year with me talking endlessly about Grimes. And you know what else Grimes has? A song called We Appreciate Power and Violence. So it feels <laughs> v-apropos. Why? Because I fucking wedged it into this moment. Additionally, I have watched all four of the homosexually themed holiday specials. We also have a little word association game at the end of the episode about the end of the year. So that's fun. And if we had to pick a word, one word that wasn't just one of the most used phrases of 2020, how would you describe this year, kiddos? Dumpster fire. Over? I would Obliteration station. <laughs> Is that next to conjunction junction? What's your fucking function? Dysfunction. But my brain scan says I'm fine. So we got that Yay. going for us. Well, thank you for joining us for this topsy-turvy crazy year. I know that I love you all. Enjoy this episode. Thank you. <laughs> How we've made it to a year with my incessant troublemaking personality is wild. Can you believe we've been doing this for a year? And what a year it's been as we flash back to just like everything blowing up and just like a dark haze surrounding us. I'm like, this day is so long. I don't know how long a year is. Like today, I'm like, it's only 5.30? Oh my God. Someone, and this is actually a beautiful statement if taken at face value, which is, it is, we're recording this on the 21st, the solstice. It is the darkest day of the year. So everything will be full of that much more light moving forward. And someone said this to me at 7.30 in the morning at my job. And I was just like, do you understand that sometimes I have to write, you cannot hit your employees on my hand <laughs> to prevent the reaction I was about to take place over here? I almost, hit you, I almost lost control and hit you in the face. I'm a really great boss. <laughs> People love me. Sounds like they're in constant fear. Have you heard of Stockholm Syndrome? Um, I feel like the biggest thing that got us through this year was Drag Race. And thank God we don't need to wait nary a moment longer until the next iteration comes out. The next two, really. I mean, we can talk they're doing about it back to They're doing it overlapping, right? Uh, one starts January 1, the other one starts January 14, so. You've got so many facts and so that beautiful head of yours. <laughs> that non-Amazonian head. I call Julie an, a, a gorgeous Amazonian woman, which evidently is an insult. I view it as high praise. But she viewed it as a high capital crime that I deserve to be hung for. I just said, as a marginalized community of slightly tall women, I do not enjoy being called an Amazon. Amazonian. I do not enjoy being called Amazonian. It's a beautiful, culturally rich area of the world. Really? Where is Amazonia? The, the Amazon is in... Oh, but Amazonia, where the Amazon people are from in wonder woman is not the amazon it's a plane listen though i was a history major in college i didn't go to any of my classes and dropped out so i don't understand where you're heading with this but i support you and i love you and i will not use that phrase again nor will i shop at amazon because ann cotter won't allow it i've recently started investing in stocks because like why the fuck not and i can't bear to because like you know me <laughs> you know the little parts of myself that i allow people to see <laughs> I don't love the capitalistic game. And so I've just been investing in things that I hope are successful, which I'm not sure is the best strategy. And so I'm just like doing all of this super green energy that's not like holding companies and shit. Um, and, you know, it's been doing okay for me. The goal is to lose money, right? Okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Def. Defo. Any hoodle doodle. So did you watch the Meet the Queens video? 
I did. And let me tell you, I finally sprung myself from my only watch every 10 seconds of a show in time for me to finish New Girl. And I got to fully enjoy the final eight episodes, which was wow. just a, such an emotional experience. Super beautifully done. <laughs> I was verklempt. I was emotional. I was pleased. It was just so fulfilling. Thank you for recommending that show. I don't know why I had such an aversion to it. It made no sense. And then today, as if the gods smiled upon me once more, Katy Perry released a video with Zoe Deschanel as her doppelganger, and it was Matt Rogers was in it. And that's all I can say. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. Did you not love wow. the last, last episode, though, when they showed what could happen in the future or what's going to oh happen in the future? Oh, my God. Please, someone help me. This is my SOS because, well, obviously, I watched it at 3 a.m. because I had to work at 7 today, and I don't know how to make good choices. And I've decided that if I just get into a sleep-deprived zone to, like, foment some mania, that I'll be more productive at work. Um, so <laughs> that's destined to fail. <laughs> um, and, no, I was, I think allowing myself to feel deeply for fictional characters was the most emotionally awakened I've been in 2020. <laughs> Baby steps, which is why we started this podcast, because we can relate, enjoy, and digest everything if it's in a fictionalized TV show or a documentary about an octopus. <gasps> yes, I'm not following Octonation on, <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> Does oh. that have Nadia Suleiman, too? The Octomom? It does not have Nadia. Wow, <laughs> way to pull that out of nowhere. No, but when the last, you know, the second to last season they thought was probably the end of it. So it feels, yeah. it, it ends like with the great makeout scene in the elevator. And then you're like, oh, they're going to come back. Now what are we going to do? And it's still great. It's so, it felt like Buffy in a way because Joss Whedon never knew that Buffy was going to have a renewed season except for season six. And so every season of Buffy concludes in a way where it could also be a series finale which I feel like is a great way to do it because these fucking networks with their desire to make money, can you believe, are just thieves of joy and creative freedom. Thinking of things that steal my joy, how about Schmidt's mustache in that first episode of the eighth season? <laughs> As someone who has rocked a similar mustache, I don't mind that. I and then he like makes Nick shave it. It's not good. That is... I, I do like how after... Because like the homosexual representation is... <laughs> Sorry, a mint just slipped from Julie's lips. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to see it in real time. <laughs> Prove it. Slow motion. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we can add effects and everything. <laughs> if I would do it, I would just have the Nicki Minaj Roman Holiday meme the entire time where she's just like, it's very funny when the Sims YouTubers do it, so I'm surprised you're not laughing. Anyway. Because um, they had the lesbian gynecologist, which whatever, and then June Diane Raphael, who has been very lovely on Twitter. Jane Fonda has been a great influence. They're co-stars on Grace and Frankie, Frankie, and she's married to Paul Shear, and she's best friends with like Casey Rose Wilson. And I actually don't love her, but she's very popular. I don't understand why you dislike the people that I adore, Julie. You don't adore June Diane Raphael. I do now that I know that you don't like her. Maybe it's the problems <laughs> me. <laughs> And Ingram Paterski, the worst prank ever. Oh, my God. That whole thing. It was a very fitting, sweet way to end, though. Like, and No, Julie, you go. It's ridiculous. Like when Cece and Winston's last mess around, when Ferguson, <laughs> a.k.a. Sweatshirt and the crazy lady. He's like, why do I have a picture of me and Ferguson? from Happiest Season, Jane. Shut up. Is that where I, I know not, her from? I will not. She's so her. good. She's hilarious. She was one of my favorite parts of Happiest Season. <laughs> you <Yeah>. and others? <laughs> what I do love how they the interweaving of the characters felt super organic, and it wasn't just like, okay, Cece's becoming a more regular thing, so we need to stick her with Winston. It always felt super cute and heartwarming, but not so saccharine sweet that it was overwhelming. Because, like, you know, Arrested Development, amazing, but perhaps the lack of the emotional cores, what they said was its downfall. And then you can go overboard where it's super schmaltzy. And this felt like a nice gooey caramel center of like, why must you react that way to everything? I <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to see how Julie reacted to that. Um, I told Emma this yesterday, but I heard Jason Bateman talking on his own podcast 
about how in the final year of Arrested Development, he wanted his sister to play his love interest. And they would always just be like closing the door to the bedroom and never show anything, but just alluding to them having sex all the time to just gross everybody out. That is hilarious, though. Right? <laughs> hilarious. I mean, yeah. I am what some people have affectionately said, um, a high-functioning sociopath. And so I enjoy that kind of content. Not like medical professionals. Right. Don't worry. Just people We're that good. you're friends with on Sims. Um, I know you like figure skating. <laughs> But back in the 80s, there was a brother-sister team, P- Peter and Kitty Carruthers, you know, doing the music to Romeo and Juliet. Very uncomfortable. There's <laughs> the, I think it's like the Shiabatsu twin. Like, they're not twins, but there's a brother-sister duo that's similar to that. And at all the Olympics, they're just like, and it's tough for them because they do have difficulty portraying the romance that's required of pair skating. And I was like, I would fucking hope so. <laughs> yeah, if not, we're, we have bigger problems than not winning a medal. <laughs> They just start like performing to an instrumental of WAP. <laughs> they just start getting hot and heavy on the ice. Starts melting into the center of the core where they're swallowed by the pits of hell. That's just a no go for me. Brother sister team. Brother sister incest. Wow. How? What a unique take. <laughs> I would hope I'm it's brave. not that. I think Trixie would say that was a brave take that I just took. It was. Can I say something yet controversial? Controversial yet brave. <laughs> Also, thank you to whomever sent us those lovely Trixie and Katya mugs. It'll be my sister, Rebecca. (laughs) Thank you, Rebecca. You're an absolute gemstone. We super appreciate them. We'll be sipping on it as we spill the tea and talk about the hot takes, you know? (laughs) Julie, uncover your eyes. God, I'm being genuine. I'm being genuine. Ride it, my pony. My saddle. Waiting. Waiting. Come and jump, jump on, on it. Jump on it. Uh, uh, uh. Well, that would come into the club. I miss the clubs so much. <laughs> really? There's like one club in this whole town. Yeah, and I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> I keep seeing these um, insurance provider, my insurance provider. I don't want to get censored um, or sued. But my insurance provider has get all sponsored. these. Hum- fuck you, Humana. Because. <laughs> Because I keep seeing all these billboards that are like, you shouldn't have to pay extra for all these things. It's like, you made me pay extra for everything. So I went to the emergency room twice in a pandemic. How is that not covered? I pay you a pretty penny every fucking week. And suddenly my voluntary brain scans aren't covered and I have to pay. They went very well and we're fine. Psychologically, (laughs) no. So I guess we talked about that as a group last week, but not to the people because I've gotten a couple of texts asking how did it go? I, yes, so my brain scan came back normal. Structurally, my brain is fully functional. Um, psychologically, my brain could still use some work. Um, so I previously had an MRI, so I know my preferences. I do not like to have music. I like to hear the sounds that are happening in real time. So they put me in the little cage, and then they wheeled me back, and she was like, um, put something under my legs to keep the blood flowing to my brain, which I was like, bet, that's why we're here. And then she was like, do you want a blanket? And I was like, you know what? I would, Leah, I would love a blanket. Thank you so much. So I'm in my cozy blanket. I'm there for a quick 45 to 50 minutes as the machine is whirring. It's a lovely sense of calm that washes over me. And then suddenly she's just like, you're done. My doctor calls back two days later and is like, everything's normal. I'm like, bet, party. Because those are the only two phrases I can say anymore. And... I didn't consciously feel an immense amount of relief in that moment, but it has built up and it's not like the euphoric, cool, cool, I'm good, but it has been a subtle increase in my cognitive abilities because I, I no longer believe that if I think too hard, my, my, my aneurysm that I thought I had will rupture. So all good. And like $900 for peace of mind, come through, bitch. What's the money for? What's the money for to invest in environmental stocks? Because you, when you think of environmentalism, you think NASDAQ. Well, I'm glad it turned out okay. Thank you. I do appreciate it. And I appreciate all those who have been concerned and have been with me on my crazy journey to find out that the mental illness that I've already been diagnosed with is probably the cause and the underlying reason why I have these feelings. Which all leads me to medium movie that Emma made me watch called Last Holiday <laughs> starring one Queen Latifah LL Cool J, Gerard Depardieu Giancarlo Esposito and Timothy Hutton 
she is diagnosed at her like Macy's equivalent uh, MRI place that's in the basement of their buildings. So they don't have to go to doctors. She should go to ProScan. <laughs> totally, especially the one under Paul Brown Stadium. And she has some brain lesions or something, and it's laminations disease or whatever it is. She's got weeks to live. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So she brain goes off. <laughs> is that a real disease? I don't think so. Uh, well, then I'm sorry I said laminations disease. <laughs> so far off. It sounds but like she a, decides to carpe diem and live for the day, go off to this resort and live, you know, live out her dreams and get all the spa treatments you've ever gotten and stand up for p- people who are being treated shittily by very thin, very pale women. And it's very what's sweet. What's not to love? <laughs> I mean, LL Cool J is adorable in this movie. He is adorable. As is Queen Latifah, I would argue. <laughs> And as is Gerard Depardieu, I would also argue. And it's directed by Wayne Wang, who directed The Joy Luck Club, which is an amazing movie. I'm going to say something not brave enough. Not brave? No. (laughs) I don't think Queen Latifah can act. So I like her a lot. I like her spirit. I like her as a person. As for, like, delivering lines in a a way that I believe. And I'm guessing when that movie was made, they still were not hiring people who knew how to do black hair because her wigs are bad. No, and the that lighting was my is bad. About listening to Latrice and Manila talk about it. Was, oh, I didn't listen their to that yet. Wig takes. They did like they counted how many wig. They're just like she girl had you know like twenty some wigs throughout the entire thing. Yes, and most <laughs> and of them like, were terrible. I haven't watched it recently, and definitely not since I've been watching Drag Race. But I so all of that has never been like on my brain. But yeah, oh. they were like she had a wig evolution. They tried to kind she of did. match the wig to her you know her state in the movie. So true. When she wore the beautiful red dress, her wig was oh. gorgeous. Gorgeous. I think she's beautiful. I think she has a spirit about her, but I mean, acting is not easy, but LL Cool J did it. (laughs) At the end, he's like hugging her from behind and smiling, and she's like, get the fuck off me. You know, it's totally watchable. It's very sweet. Up until that point. What more do you want from a holiday movie? Well, I want to die hard. That's what I wanted. I wanted to die. I wanted to watch Die Hard. (laughs) Which Emma watched for the first time. And I've convinced two other people to watch this week as well. Have you seen it, Nick? I have, yeah. Do you like it? I yeah, I do like it. It's a great film. It's just fun. I mean, it's different pacing. It's, it's a, a different time. No, it's it, a very fun film, and I enjoy it immensely. I watched the movies that made us about Die Hard before I watched it. Oh, I haven't seen that. It, it was on Netflix. I saw the movies <laughs> that like, made us about Elf because I need a little bit of like a, a spoiler, a sense of what I'm getting into sometimes to get excited about it, and you know, trailers just aren't enough. <laughs> But I love that, like that, it wasn't masculine enough for what studios thought audiences at the time wanted. Like they originally were trying to market it with like Bruce Willis and the gun on the cover, and people were like laughing at it and then booing him. Like Bruce Willis isn't a tough guy. What the hell? So they just started marketing it as like the building. <laughs> well, Nakatomi Plaza. Hell yes. Well, back then he was on Moonlighting, right? And it's him and Sybil Shepherd, Sam and Dianeing, like. Banter, banter, banter. You're not thinking he's wearing khakis, like pleated pants. You're not like he's hot. He's gonna save our our company. I don't know. A man in khakis, give me a Steve Kornacki any day. He wears flat week. front pants. He's not wearing pleated pants. He's gay. He knows better. <laughs> do you I mean, even apparently I'm no longer gay because do you even know what pleated know pants are? It's when you iron it the certain way to get the no. Is it, what? Really? No, it's what? a way that they used to make men's pants and it makes everybody look like they have, I don't know, the world's biggest penis or a sack of potatoes <laughs> in their pants. Whatever you where do they where do, where do they sell these pants? They don't make anyone look attractive. No one. Steve Kornacki looks good. But he's wearing flat front pants. Was that okay, you okay, okay, okay. Are you not listening? Anyway. Die Hard is super fun. Emma texts me, is Argyle going to be okay? <laughs> I just need to know. <laughs> if you don't remember, Argyle is the limo driver who's hilarious and has psychic powers. He's like, oh, your wife moved out here, but you didn't think she'd get keep, keep the job. So you're like, I'm not moving out there with you. You're like, wow, you really know about life, Argyle. But then can't see what's behind him when he's just like jamming out in his little limo turned club and an entire like heist lockdown is happening behind him. And I'm just like, they could shoot him at any moment. Turn around. Julie, what's happening? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Are you showing me fucking pants? Yes. These are pleated pants. Okay. Yeah. This makes a man look fat. You said it's a certain way of ironing. This is this way of sewing. You can iron pleats in, Julie. Not these. These are sewn on. Anyway, these are not attractive. 
No one thinks like pleated pants are attractive. Speaking of Googling, um, <laughs> lamp lighter's disease or whatever. Um, it's not real. Lamination's disease. Lamington. Oh, Lamington. Lamington is an Australian cake, and Lampington's is a fictitious illness created in 1950 for the movie Last Holiday. 1950? Yeah, it was based on a 1950. Is this a so remake? Uh-huh. Is it? Yeah, is the first that? one better? I learned, it, it? I learned it two minutes ago, and now I feel I might super need superior. to watch it. Tell us about it, Nick. What Who's is in it? in the it? 1950 version? Last Holiday. Holiday! <laughs> We can be okay. It starts. Celebrate. Alec Guinness, Beatrice Campbell, Kate Walsh, Bernard Lee, Wilfred Hyde White, Helen Cherry, Jean Collin, Muriel okay. George, Sid James. Thank you. Thank you. Alec Guinness is Obi Wan Kenobi. And he Not plays George Bird, except for he's George Bird in the 1950 version as he's diagnosed with a rare and fatal illness. Love it. I'm going to have to find it. Anyway, Emma, did you utter the words, Yippee Kaye, motherfucker? Yeah, several times. <laughs> and then you know the blonde bad guy, Boris. Maybe he just calls him Boris. Who? Boris the one that died Johnson? At the end? Yes. Mm-hmm. So that is Alexander Gudnov, who uh-huh. is a super famous Russian dancer, ballet dancer, who defected, who came and danced with Nuriev and uh, defected to America. And, Cool. Nuriev, uh, died in a like very sexual. I really didn't like him in the movie. <laughs> He's really good. He died at like, like 45. Your brother died so fast, and you are taking so long to die. <laughs> and then he comes back to life again. Right. Just oh. like, what the hell? <laughs> like Bruce Willis vaguely tumbled down the stairs with your brother in his neck snap. They Reginald Bell Johnson. <laughs> yes. Reginald Bell Johnson. Amazing. Alan Rickman. Amazing. Amazing. The horrible principal from... Uh, 16 Candles, uh-huh. Super Dick, both of the FBI agents, one white, one black, both named Johnson, no relation, thanks for letting us know, <laughs> douchebags. Um, he could use some pleated pants. Uh-oh. Are you showing me Alexander <laughs> Gudnev? Yeah, and leather pants. Look at that bulge. Look at that. He's wearing oh, a dance God. belt. Oh, my God. He's wearing me out. <laughs> I did Google Alexander Gudnev naked. <laughs> All right. Oh, look at that. And, wow. And stop sharing. All right. I like a man, a photo of a man in well-fitting jeans and a nice white t-shirt. Maybe a little scrumpy sweatshirt. I'm sorry. Did you watch Grease Lightning in your formative years? <laughs> and now that's what you're obsessed with? Told you. I was in love with The Outsiders. I laminated the movie magazine. Every week I'd be like, this week I'm going to marry you, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> and now it's me and Matt Dillon. Never me and Leaf Garrett, though. Never. Ralph Macchio, yes. See, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Nick has made his background Alexander Gudnov naked. <laughs> Thank God his Nick's body is in front of the bulge. All right, how many gemstones would you give Die Hard? I would give Die Hard like 96 gemstones. Right? Maybe 90, yeah. Like, I can't think of anything I didn't like about it, so. <laughs> That's amazing, because, like, I thought the pacing might be a little off for you guys. It's not like quick cuts and I mean it's nonstop action once it gets started, but now have you seen Equalizer 2 yet? Because Equalizer 2 is also (laughs) (laughs) She and my dad will not fucking shut up about this movie. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I don't know what's happening. What's happening? She wrote a Thanksgiving email at like 10 p.m. saying, much like Equalizer 2, (laughs) I super appreciate you. I was saying thank you to the whole staff and team, and, and I apologized if I was a little sappy at the end. I had just watched Equalizer 2. I will add it to my list, although so far, <laughs> ho- The Holiday was not a good rewatch. Last the, Holiday? No, The Holiday with Cameron holiday. Diaz and yeah. Kate Winslet. I did not recommend You both it. said... It's, it's super fun. It's not. It's all terrible. We Except for Kate Winslet good. and Eli Wallach. It's fun. It's fun. It's not. Cameron Diaz is awful. Oh, my and God. But I just watched it again because I just do watch it every year. Uh, and the, when Eli Wallach is getting a standing ovation, I, I cried. cry. Agreed. <laughs> Eli Wallach is magic. And the whole so Hanukkah scene is amazing. Yeah. It's perfect. Did you see that I, how I saw the Jack Black? I'm not going to watch. 
Huh? I know, but did you not see that Jack Black is a little creepier than you had first thought, maybe? I think I like Jack Black more than you do. <laughs> so I, I like High Fidelity. You're probably right. I, right School of Did Rock you like does nothing School for of me. Rock? Because I love School of Rock. Like, I like Jack Black being kind of weird Jack Black. <laughs> I would not leave him alone with children. But. <laughs> yeah. So I think I, I just have a little bit more appreciation for it. I say, do you want to fight me? <laughs> Girl, you want to see these? The only uh, holiday movie I recommended was Last Holiday, which you said was watchable. So I'll take that as a win. <laughs> totally. Well, I would put The Holiday way down. I mean, it's it's so well shot. It's so pretty. Like I want to live in Bro, the houses. You sound like Tina Fey with uh, with Jenna. <laughs> the lighting was like really good, guys. I would totally live in Kate Winslet's cute little English cottage oh, with totally. that little dog in that Kate little Winslet. town. I love her. I would live in Kate in Cameron Diaz's amazing house. Um, Rufus Sewell, super attractive. Jude Law, creeper is a real person, but hot in this movie, mostly. <laughs> so that was bottom of the barrel. Last holiday, very sweet, cute, total wrong. You know it's gonna happen. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Especially since you told me she doesn't die. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't like it if it was that movie. <laughs> but die hard way up there. I also watched a lot of holiday films, particularly of the gay variety. Um, I'm not sure if you know this about me, but any film that has any gay content at all, I will 100% watch it immediately and think it's the greatest thing on earth. So I watched um, the Hulu Happiest Season. Um, <laughs> then I watched Dashing in December because there's been there's been four <laughs> major homosexual releases. And what I found is they do the typical holiday major. movie. This was on Paramount. It's a big deal. (laughs) They've got mountains. So um, they follow the similar tropes and then just insert a homosexual element to it. Do we know anyone that's in this movie? No, but I like them. Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell was in it. And let me tell you, she did not go to the Juliana Margulies School of Eyebrow Acting because her eyebrows are untamed. There was one thing where she was just like, you know how um, you really get into these sort of situations? And she was sort of doing like a sly, knowing smile, but she did the cartoony wah, wah, with her eyebrows just going up and down, up and down, up and down. And I was like, Andy McDowell, you're better than this. You're on four weddings and a funeral. Yeah, this looks terrible. So what happens? <laughs> well, now that you've given it a glowing recommendation, um, we've got super attractive dude who just broke up with his girlfriend, we assume, Leslie. It turns out Leslie is a man. <gasps> is it Leslie Jordan? Because that would make it a really good movie. 100% it's Leslie Jordan. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness, what are you doing? We get to the... So here are the things that I enjoyed about the gay representation. He doesn't know how to lean on a counter. So he doesn't go... He doesn't do, like, the pushover. He, like, fully splays himself up, bottoms out, as most people do when they're presenting to a potentially attractive gay man. And I also appreciate... That instead of admitting that he's attracted to this man, he views him as competition and a threat. And immediately he has hostility and aggression towards the person he has feelings with because he could be moving in on his mother. Just like I've never felt more represented in an entire film than this depiction of gay pettiness. Also, they're hella attractive. And when I'm in a manic state, I look in the mirror and I see the same face. That visage of just perfection as if I had all the fillers I so desire. This movie looks terrible, and I'm pretty sure the ex-boyfriend's name is Lindsay, not Le- Leslie. what I say? Leslie. Is that what I said, the thing you just said? So, Lindsay, they're the same. <laughs> I was just listening to one of my favorite podcasts the other day, and they meant to say Telly Sabalas. Ours? But they kept saying, like, Sully something else, and I was just like, I'm sorry, it's Telly Sabalas, and you're driving me crazy. <laughs> so for all the other white women in their cars yelling, his name was Lindsay. <laughs> Anyway, solid, fun, heartwarming, trash. It they, was, fall, they fall in love, though? They fall in love. Because he's like... <laughs> Do they get gay I'm, married? They don't get gay married. But they... Um, move, so he's like a hedge fund or investor or someone who like robs from poor people and then makes richer people rich. So we're not inclined to like Mitch him. McConnell? Much, much like Lurch from The Happiest Season... Um, we're not inclined to like him right away. 
Um, but then he saves the farm or the whatever ranch, I guess they're called. What does RuPaul call it? Fracking. And um, they move into it's just like it has a sweet moment. It's cute. It's How a many cute... gemstones would you give it? Okay, like from a critical eye, I would give it 60 gemstones. From a heartwarming holiday movie that actually has gay people, I would give it like 85 gemstones. And I liked it much better than the holiday home or something with. Um, Is this another guy? gay one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three friends experience the ups and downs of love and friendship over the course of 24 hours at a holiday resort during the summer? No. Yeah, so it's got the guy from. Is that what it's called? Is that is this the right movie? Are you sure it's called Holiday Homecoming? No, it's called the Holiday Home. It's called it's something Holiday Home. Could it possibly not have an IMDb because it's that janky? <laughs> no, it's not possible. Oh, it's called the Christmas House. My, my oh, my same thing. <laughs> Lindsay Leslie Holiday Home Christmas House. <laughs> Nick. We have so little long. of you. Just tell us what you're watching. <laughs> okay, so it's got Tree Williams from Everwood, Daddy. It's got Jonathan Bennett from Mean yes, Girls. Yes, it does. Yes, it uh, does. From RuPaul's Drag Race. Ooh, it's Rotten Trinita's score, 6.1. It's quite bad. It's quite a terrible film. Um, Working through some difficult decisions, a mother and father summon their two grown sons home for the holidays. Guessing one of them is a homosexual. <laughs> You failed to mention Sharon Lawrence is in this. Well, you didn't give me a chance. You apparently I said the name wrong, which is a problem. <laughs> Who's this little um, CC child from the future? Is that me? It does look like Nick. <laughs> no, but for so once rude. we actually found a that's star that looks so like you. That's this so is the kid rude. from the movie. That is so Those are literally the glasses you're wearing right now. You can't it's, argue. You guys. <laughs> You guys are such shitty people for calling me out like this. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to get a screenshot of all. No, I can see it. I can see it. I can see. It. Who's this kid in the movie? I'm me. He, no, he's me. in the movie. What's his character? It's he's playing me. Oh my god. All right. So how was this one? Um, this one was my least favorite of the bunch. I would say. Of the happiest season, dashing in December, the Christmas house, as we've realized now, is the title. Um, dashing in December. Setup. This was my least favorite. What's the Christmas setup? This was my. This was second to the happiest season as far as enjoyment factor. Why? Because it has Fran Drescher in it, <laughs> <laughs> whom I love. Before swim practice in the summer, I would watch Golden Girls and The Nanny, and then go on my Mary Kay way. Sheffield. Ugh. So, as you may have seen from their cameo appearance in RuPaul's Drag Race Celebrity Edition, Ben Lewis and Blake Lee, who are real-life boyfriends, and the support of Ted from um, Schmitz, Schmitz Creek. Schitt's Creek. <laughs> I've been watching so much New Girl. Um, they were his, like, supportive counsel when he was oh. like, I'm not a masculine man. I'm just, like, a heteronormative dude with big muscles, and that's hard for me. And That's the first time I've seen somebody on a show like that who I found I liked them less afterward. Poor Ted. It was tough. It was tough. Um, but he was also in Parks and Recreation as Aubrey Plaza's boyfriend, who also had a boyfriend yes. himself. <laughs> so it's V-cute. I love friends. Just so you know, you don't look anything like this guy. As they enjoy the local holidays together, Hugo and Patrick's attraction to each other is undeniable. But as what? Hugo receives a word of big promotion requiring a move to London, he must decide what's important to him. Just like in the beginning of the January Man. Just ah! like in the end of uh, Family Man. Okay, so it's reductive, but it's gay. Anyway, you liked it. It's well done. <laughs> so fucking labored. Okay. So yeah, anyway, I will rate um, the holiday... <laughs> Give me one second. <laughs> Let me get the titles correct because apparently that's important. <laughs> I will rate the Christmas setup, then Happiest Season, then Dashing in December, and then the Christmas House as my top four out of four gay <laughs> holiday movies of 2020. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 
your face in the wall. Head to toe. Let your whole body talk. Well, I like that one better. We were gifted with the great news that Drag Race Season 13 is going to be starting up. Woo! Thank Year's God! Day. We have, all we have had for 2020 is constant drag race, and then as cases are fucking peaking, and the sun is just disappearing, and the weather is fucking freezing, they abandoned us, and now once more, we're back in action with Drag Race content. Thank the fucking deity who's responsible for this. I would like a word. So we all watched Meet the Queens. <laughs> Nowhere to go from there. Can't add anything. I can't help. Just... So, Let's talk about the Queens. Let's talk about the Queens. Bring it to the runway. 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 Bring it to the runway. Let's just runway. bring Nick into the corral. That's all right. I'll go into the corral, but I'm a bucking bronco. You can't ride me, bareback. I was thinking about Temple Grandin and like how she created that thing so that animals can feel really safe <laughs> before we slaughter I them. Bring it to the runway. So runway. we have a document created by somebody about Julie! all the <laughs> Julie, the document queen. Yeah. So you want to just go through them real quick? With let's some, some real quick. Takes. Let's take our time. All right. So the document I put together has <laughs> their Meet the Queens look. And then I super spied them on Instagram to find them as a boy. It's so good. (laughs) And then how many followers they had, because, you know, there's a lot of just who's big and who isn't already. Yeah. And then uh, E! Online had some information, and then the Twitter fandom had other things. So... First of all, Julie, thank you so much. You are brilliant. No, I love it. I was really fun, and now I I feel like I have an invested interest in them, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Because all I know is is whose nudes have leaked thus far, and I'll be providing that information as it is pertinent. (laughs) (laughs) So our first person that we have up is Tina Burner, who was actually last on the Meet the Queens. I thought she looked a little bit like Nina West, and then it says, you know, that they are good friends. I was like, oh, well, that's exciting. (laughs) I mean, they're both old whites, so they definitely have that niche covered. Um, I do like the older queens just because I do feel like they had to fight harder in times that were not as gay friendly. And I feel like they are owed our respect. Yeah, I feel like she (laughs) knows she's not amazing. She said, like, I'm okay," or, you know, like, um, I'm just doing the best I can. You're just like, "Uh, (laughs) RuPaul is going to eat I ain't saying I'm the best, but I ain't the worst. (laughs) Um. Yeah, so I'm putting her to get voted off first, actually. So I'm we thinking we should we pick go? our, at the very end, our top three, and then okay. who we think is going home first. And I, I Well, top say, four, right? Because there's a top sure, four. Sure, yes, now. top four. Yeah. But I, I, I think she's going home. That's the vibe right. I got. So I liked her. I mean, she did play sort of the, like, I'm the elder statement, and back in my day there was respect. We walked to school uphill both ways for four <laughs> hours. Was getting that vibe. Um, but I don't know. I do respect the Elder Queens. I appreciate that she's a comedy queen, that she's a little bit more pageant, and she's not a super insta, carefully quaffed and curated presence. So I enjoy that kind of energy in RuPaul's Drag Race. So I like her. Uh, do I think she's going to go far? Absolutely not. Will I continue to ask myself easily answered yes or no questions? 100% yes. I would also like to say that the last time we did a Meet the Queens, I thought for sure Rockham Sakura was going to win, and she was a nightmare. So, oh, one interesting thing, though, in her fun facts is she used to date Graham Norton. Yeah, so you know she's hung. <laughs> he, I love him. I love him, too, and he deserves a giant penis. And who was he yelling at? They were like, was it Alyssa Edwards? And she said something, and he's like, oh, I watched the show. I've seen it. Don't I know everything. I was like, yes, bitch. Work. So on Sunday night. I'm really into feeling s- this voguing right now. <laughs> Sunday night into Sunday morning, I decided to watch all of UK's Drag Race once more. Ooh, I need you In to its that. entirety. And God, I fucking love that season so fucking much. And Graham Norton is just a gemstone. I watch Graham Norton's television show quite frequently. Constantly. Brilliant. Hilarious. It is the it is the best late night talk show. Of all time, ever in history, period, finished, finality. Well, everyone must just love him because they sit on the couch, they're so at ease, they are all drunk, they let their guard down with each other. The next thing you know, Benedict Cumberbatch is doing the worm, and Eddie Redmayne is, you know, doing whatever dance he can do from Oliver. It's just so fun. He's confessing his sexual attraction to Nala from The Lion King, is what he's doing on that show. It is brilliant. And he lets people speak. Jimmy Fallon, James Corden who was gay in the prom, is terrible in real life, 
They constantly just talk over people, and Graham Norton lets them have their space, is funny and interjects when appropriate, but otherwise it's just like, let's be free, y'all. Let's just... Let's be free. Let's hang out. It's state-sponsored television, though. Like, that's the whole thing. Jimmy Fallon, James Corden, they're like, got to get a hit. Got to get a commercial. Got to get a YouTube clip. Got to get a something. I only have six, 16 minutes out of this hour to do stuff. You know what I mean? Graham Norton's just relaxed. Mm-hmm. He's going to take as long as he wants to. It's live, but they'll edit it later. You know what I mean? It's just so different. He's got- it's almost like government-funded socialistic projects are beneficial to human welfare. Can Except on Drag Race UK, you don't win shit. <laughs> Our second queen is Denali. Denali She's coming for Melk's gig. She is an ice skater. She's, she's the only one that backflips, though. She's, she's Surya Bonali. Can you believe? My God. Fuck yeah. She's only been doing drag for three years. She has a third-degree black belt. She's Mexican and Jewish. She's the first Alaskan to ever be on the franchise. She can see Russia from her house. <laughs> she. I thought her... Uh, look was nice. It's interesting. Still showing a yeah. shape and hot as a boy. Yes, and that is what I've noticed. Trend alert. So this season, every single queen is, most of them are just like exceptionally conventionally attractive. Julie. We'll see. As we keep scrolling uh, down, there's a couple of very strange looking people. And I'm a strange looking person. I understand. Julie, you are not. Back to Denali, which means the hot one or the top one. Uh, She's a top. Her. I keep a spreadsheet of tops and bottoms and verses. Pheromones a top. Can you believe? No. I have no big vibes about Denali either way. I, I don't. She doesn't yeah. feel like a power queen to me. So what I'm going to do, I've decided in this just moment, is when I sense a top four queen, I'm going to say, top four. I think they're a top four queen. <laughs> <laughs> top four. And I don't feel that yet. I don't feel that yet. All right, so let's move on to Rosé. I feel a top four queen here, Julie. Really? I do, yeah. She is drag related to Jan, drag sister of Jan. Drag sister of Jan, but she's hot. She is hot. She is one of Stephanie's child singers with her sister Jan and Laguna Blue. I don't understand what any of those words mean, but she's attractive (laughs) conventionally. And you know RuPaul will be like, Trixie, go home, because there's a hot girl in our midst and her name's Pearl. I think she is attractive. Um, I don't know. I didn't. I don't feel it. She's got sixty-six thousand followers, so she's got a lot more than the other two. But she's got sixty-six point six. The fucking devil woman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> moving on to Got Mick. I'm top four. Are queen. we moving on that quickly? I have nothing else to say about Rose. Do you? Go ahead. Here's the thing. Rose has several nudes leaked. Some of them were professionally <laughs> curated. Um, she's an artsy nude model in some circumstances. Some of them are personal ones that have leaked from Grinder. Nothing as explicit as Rock'em Sakura's little jaunt to Folsom, which was wild. Um, I don't super appreciate her drag, and I don't think I ever will, but I think RuPaul will keep her around for a while because she's got a strong eyebrow and full head of hair. And those are his prerequisites for success. She didn't okay, do anything for me. She just didn't. Moving I mean, on. Got Mick. Top four queen. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah, I, I absolutely think, think so, too. First of all, 200,000 followers, followed by Gays and Straits, does the makeup of the rich and famous and beautiful. Was on be Pearl's YouTube channel. Trans she did man Pearl's to be on the show. And yeah. RuPaul's taken so much shit for not having trans representation. Uh, when I found out it was a trans man, I was like, hell yes, go. That's amazing. Um, and I think his makeup is amazing. Yes. And he has the filler that I would absolutely love because I follow him on Instagram. And as you can see in this photo that you've uh, procured for us, he is uh, rolling his face to prepare it for injections. Yeah. It's a real mind amazement. Like the gender bending of, uh, assigned at birth female transitioning to a man who dresses in women's clothing. That's that's a brain spinner. Because unlike reading, gender is not fundamental and means absolutely nothing. <laughs> yes. So I'm excited. Just also after perusing the Instagram of the different looks that she's... So out of drag goes by he, him, in drag goes by she, her, which I guess is traditional, but to see the looks that she, she pulls together are going to be intense well and she's like a legit makeup artist who has done makeup for 
a slew of celebrities of of which I cannot recall, but they exist. Well, it's Kim Kardashian. It's everybody. Like, um, you know, she did Heidi Klum's makeup when she was a judge on the first season of Queen of Drags. So, and is as you have pointed out in your research. Only the third queen to enter the competition as an out transgender person following Peppermint and Gia Gunn in All-Stars 4. And the first trans man. Yeah. So those are all, all important. And how great that she's talented. And in All-Stars 5, which we have coming up, we have Sonique and Jiggly Caliente as transitioned post RuPaul's Drag Race that are now returning in All-Stars 5 as women. Six. Six. All-Stars 6. Where... Are, how are there that many already? RuPaul needs to calm down. Shea Coulee came to slay. <laughs> yeah, that's not looking like the world's best all-star season, but you know I'm in. <laughs> All right, moving on to Elliot with two T's. Hate it already. As soon as he said two T's, I was like, you can go to actual hell where you belong. I have to say, I watched the Meet the Queens maybe three times, and I don't remember anything that he said, she said. Elliot with two T's is the most interesting thing about him. Which, you know what the double T is? Ya basic. He looks like uh, Crystal from UK a little, a little bit. bit. Well, Elliot with two T's is a professional ballet dancer, just like <laughs> Brooklyn Heights. And Sahara Davenport. <laughs> she was supposed to replace Derek Barry playing Britney Spears in Divas, but the show was canceled. Mm. Was it? Well, it should be. Interesting. Yeah, no top four vibes there. Moving on. No. Kamora Hall. <laughs> Don't like her. Yeah, kind of unlikable in her Meet the Queens. Yeah, it was very entitled, very bitchy, and I did not enjoy her. I mean, I appreciate that there's representation in another Asian queen, but her energy I found disruptive to my aura. She's the drag mother of Soju. Which Soju, I wish Soju went farther in season 11 because season 11 was absolute trash. She's the drag sister of Jade Essence Hall and Nisha Lopez. And, and so, Dita Ritz. Dita Ritz, I love. Nasha Lopez, don't feel any way about her. Jada Essence Hall, queen. Goddess. She reminded me I, a little bit of Kimora Black, who I couldn't stand either, so. What's an adjective? <laughs> That's a super adjective. That's a super adjective. Can I Come on, English lessons. to do this? <sighs> yeah, no. I am so pissed that James Manfield went home to her. I love James Manfield. So does Trixie, and I guess she makes great wigs. She does. I w I'm one of the 10,000 people who watch her YouTube videos. A lot of people watch her YouTube videos. I'm going to say her joke one more time, and I know I've said it on here before. These are my summer diamonds. Summer diamonds and summer not. <laughs> Anybody who brings out a puppet, Acting. I'm out. I'm just out. Unless it's you love puppet. puppets! No. It turns out I only really like the funny seasons of puppets. Jokes, 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 jokes. She only likes season eight. <laughs> oh my God, like Drag Race UK when DDC is doing Cheryl Hole. How are you doing in the competition? Shit. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Candy Muse. Ah, top four vibes. <laughs> are you kidding? I am not top four vibes. We're going to have to, this, we'll have to definitely record this episode. I'm getting calorie Kardashian going home second. Were we not recording this episode beforehand? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm going to have to go back and watch it. This bad, bougie Dominican doll from NYC is ready to take the competition by storm. After going viral on social media and winning Brooklyn Drag Queen of the Year, Candy is a pro being the limelight and brings the whole package and obviously is in the house of Aja. Jeez. And interestingly, a prerequisite for being in the house of Aja is a full package because Dahlia Sin, Aja, and Candy Muse are packing. If you've seen their nudes leak, which I have, I'll link them below. No, thank you. He's very self-confident as both a boy and a girl. And I feel like because Aja and Dahlia Sin went home super early that she's got something to prove as Candy Muse and she's going to make it far. There's Plus, obviously like something wrong with her. Candy was originally cast on season 12, but had to drop out and was replaced by Dahlia. They don't say why. Candy has a reputation for spoiling and leaking information. Mm. Uh, that means you suck. I think, I think everyone is being so carefully curated because of social media, and they don't want that fucking snake emoji by their name. And I feel like she's going to be unfiltered, don't give a fuck, and RuPaul is just like, work. And then it says Candy is the third queen in the franchise with the name Candy after Candy Ho and Candy Zionide. Who's that? Who's Candy Zionide? No I I'm remembers. asking you. Oh, from Thailand? Maybe. 
Good call. Good call. I'm not getting top four vibes. I think she'll last longer. I feel like she's got more personality than Calorie Kardashian. Okay. The looks of Calorie Kardashian with Aja's voice inside of her. Or Vanjie's. Someone says it's like she ate yeah. Vanjie. She did eat Vanjie. <laughs> <laughs> Sit around and have the kiki and a kai kai. Yeah, I'm a no. I'm a no. I'm a top four. Now we move on to one of the strangest queens, Utica Queen. I hate that name so much. If you're going to name yourself after a city, Schenectady would be sexier. Because what the fuck? It sounds like Formica had a UTI infection and fused into their little gremlin baby that was like asexually reproduced in this monstrosity known as Utica Queen. You're not Mama Queen. You can't fucking do this. I don't enjoy. And I do not enjoy. And she's like Crystal Method on Seventh Day Adventist. Like I just don't get it. What is a Seventh Day Adventist? <laughs> it's a ver- it's, it's like a Lane religion. <laughs> yes, Lane Kim. You have to recruit people to be a part of your church. It's a part. It's I a don't sect love, of Christianity. No. Who's All the queen who put probably... the dots on her face and like, Dusty Ray Bottoms? She gives me Dusty, Dusty Ray, Ray Bottoms, Bottoms vibes. As I movie. like Dusty Ray Bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> All right, party. Um, I don't think she's gonna make it far. No. She's she just she describes herself as wacky. And if you're gonna say I'm a funny comedy queen, like in your Meet the Queens, you need to be funny in that time period. I do appreciate that she creates a lot of her own looks. I do not appreciate the looks. I thought her makeup was good. I mean, I think she looks her like a makeup was Gigi good. good, Crystal Method, Dusty Ray Bottoms child. <laughs> Moving on to La La Rie. So she was one of the leaked queens because um, that, for whatever reason, that was a major scandal. 24 hours before it was already going to be announced, there was like a little snippet that was leaked. Who the fuck cares? Nobody. RuPaul. We don't know who these people are. So Lala Ree, I like her name. Um, she's from Atlanta, which has produced a lot of great queens. She gets a lot of help from Nicole Page Brooks, which is not I, great. I would not publicize. <laughs> And then um, her drag mother is on the show, only neither one of them knew it. Which, I do love that twist. I have to be honest. Um, I don't think either of them will do well. No. As my, as my. Um, I do like that she was like, I gained 20 pounds during COVID. Bitch, who has it? Who the fuck has it? She's like, now I'm thick. She's now I'm a thick. Slay. She comes in as, I'm Roxy Andrews, and I'm here to make it clear. My name's Lala Ree, and I don't want to be here. And has only been doing drag for three years. I, you know. I don't love that. But you never know. A lot of these queens seem young. Moving on Moving to on. Joey J. <laughs> Another queen I'm going to put on the bottom, because um, she doesn't wear a wig, and RuPaul's not going to love that. She said she was going to bring some surprises. Is it not wearing a wig? My guess is she's going to wear a wig. I just, I don't know. She goes through this very punk rock sort of lesbian biker energy, which I love on paper. As she presents it, I want a wig. I don't know. I want a wig. I never thought I'd be Michelle Visage, but I want a wig. Can you imagine living in the same hotel complex with Jada Essence Hall, Joey J, Trixie Mattel, and James Manfield because they all lived in the same Melrose place of Milwaukee, I guess, together at one time. Also, objectively, conventionally, a very attractive boy. Yeah, I'm telling you, lots of trade. And competed. You are not telling me. We are both telling each other as one hand disappears below the view of the camera. Ew. Was that just me? Julie? Julie? Oh, no. All right. So Joey competed in male talent pageants as well. We get it. You're hot. It's fine. Does that make me want to root for you? No, because I'm gay and I see you as competition. I have never heard of a male pageant for out of drag men. I mean, the gays, the gay culture is wild. There are so many subsections. You've got your twinks, you've got your bears, you've got your otters, and you've got your male talent pageant contestants. Well, it said he was in the top 12 for Miss Gay America, so I tried to, Mrs. Gay America, excuse me. How many contestants? I were tried there? to look it up. I tried. It didn't give me an answer. <laughs> 12 out of 12? Because I've been there running the mile. <laughs> All right. So, I, th- I mean, Bomb. maybe not first three eliminated because RuPaul mm. likes to keep the hot people on for a little bit longer, but definitely not the top six. So we're moving on. I agree. Tamisha Iman, 
whose man picture, the only one on Instagram, makes him look like the guy from the beginning of Kimmy Schmidt a little bit, plus Titus Burris. Um, yes, his lips are quite pursed. And um, so she but, completely told us she's super old, like a thousand times, but she didn't say how old. Well, she survived cancer. Oh. So I feel like for it's like it's turning into Supreme Home Makeover where it's just like if you didn't like lose a limb, beat a debilitating disease, we're homeless then you're not on the show. We need the sob stories. And I appreciate a good sob story. And I like to be empathetic towards people when I'm heavily medicated but the way it's often used in Drag Race is just like, let's cut this in, hoping for an emotional reaction, even though it's not at all organic and it feels very manipulative. I hope she does well. Her history is pretty, pretty intense. She uh, has over 30, 60 living drag children and 30 that have passed away. Oh, my God. She also has two biological daughters and one biological son. Interesting. How old is she? She looks hella She young. won't say. She's been doing drag since 1990. So oh my God, she's she like, was 16 like, when she started. Let's say 20. That's easier math. Born in 1970. She's 50. She'd be 50. 50. She's yeah. got to be older than that. She looks so young, though. Oh she my does. God. I hope she Good stays for around her. for a while. I hope she makes it to top six. I don't see her winning. I don't feel like she's a threat, but I'm rooting for her. Agree? And her daughter, is she the one whose daughter is on? Yes. Okay. Lala Wow, they look the same age. Yeah. Wild. But Lala Reed is only like 30. Right. I'm fascinated. Next, we have Olivia Lux, who is one of the most interesting faces I've seen from the boy drag perspective. The first time I saw it, I was like, this feels like a, like some sort of Facetune, Snapchat filter sort of situation. And now that I'm looking more closely at it, I'm like, are you just like exceptionally attractive, high fashion model type attractive? With some extra cheeks and some extra lips and some brow contouring. and It's called drag, Julie. <laughs> it's called drag. It's called, look it up, all right? She's from New York, um, and as most people from New York say, literally everyone in New York says, I'm the biggest thing in New York, and I have a lot to prove. And then she terrifies me when she says, I love to play the piano. It's such an intimate experience. I'm like, Ugh. Oh, my God. Is she tickling the ivories and flicking her bean? So she's been in professional productions of Rent, Shrek the Musical and Atossa the Persians. Now, Shrek the Musical, they could probably do it at your high school, possibly the community theater. Same thing with Rent, so I don't know. I don't know. What's the Persians? I have no idea. She's bilingual, though. She can speak English and Spanish. I wish I could. Let's do Duolingo together. I tried. I gave up after a couple of weeks. Okay, what if we do it together, Julie? We'll then give up what? after one day. <laughs> I'm going to say look-wise... Eight out of ten. Personality, I thought she she's was like gorgeous. six or seven. I think she'll hang in there. I think she'll be top. I think she'll be top six or seven. I think she'll be one of the top thirteen. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely gonna be in the top thirteen for sure. Okay, Sim moving on to Simone. Okay. Love her top four vibes a hundred percent. Eighty three thousand followers. I'm gonna go with you. Once again, her personality did not snatch my heart, but. Her look is I, amazing. I love her look is exceptional. Drag the sister of Gigi amazing. Good. Who did mm. the hair? Yeah. She's ah, uh, she's, she's so wearing fun. grills in her promo, which is intense. <laughs> I like it so much. I like her so much. Julie, <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, how much do you like her? Julie, I would give her a hundred gemstones. Her boy, quote unquote boy picture is amazing, like androgyny, gorgeous. So, so far in the top four, I just want to make sure I'm... Happy. I've already had my top four filled. Are we done? Is that it? Thank well, you. I picked I picked Rosé, I picked Candy Muse, I picked Got Mick, and I picked Simone. And I only picked Got Mick and Simone. So, you, where's your top four? I don't know. Is that enough queens? Did we do? Is that right? We did every single one of the queens. <laughs> very upsetting. If you had to pick two more. <laughs> I'm going to go with Olivia Lux. Okay. And Candy Muse, they'll keep around because she has personality and she's a bigger queen. Yeah. 
Top four. And every I think, like to taunt. I, I think I think Candy Muse is going to be the first crowned bigger queen, if I'm being honest. All right, I'm going to write this on our Google document <laughs> because we can do that. <laughs> All right, so Nick's top four. Rosé, Simone, Got Mick, and Candy Muse. I think it's going to be Got Mick and Candy Muse as the final two. And who's getting kicked off first? Oh Probably, I think Kimora, Elliot with two T's or Kimora Hall. Julie's top four, Got Mick. I mean, we have to see how their personalities go, but Simone, Olivia Lux, and Candy Muse. A lot. So I think I would, kicked off first is either Tina Burner or Kimora. Emma, you don't have, Emma, you have to pick a winner. You have to pick somebody you think might win. I think Got Mick might win. I think Got Mick, Simone, Rose, and Candy are top four that I feel like. That That's I like a mixture in. of me and Nick. Perfect. And who do it's you think is going to get I kicked off first? Um, I've also got Kamora Hall. I think I'm just going to leave her there because she's the only one that I think I would be most okay with. So, Great. <laughs> so that's it. I'm super excited about the season. Let the games begin. I'm so pumped. Love, love, so since love. it's the end of the year, I did read this awesome 20 oh, phrases yeah. that define Let's do that. 2020. Yes. yes. Um, so they just like casually talked about it in the New York Times article, and then they really went through and named their top 20. So I don't know that we need to go through all of them. You want to pick out a couple of your favorites for the best words, phrases, or words that define 2020? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to read them over for the first time? We'll give you a moment of silence. <laughs> I Have you guys it. ever used blur, Blur's Day or heard anybody say that? Nope. No. I mean, I love it. It's true, but I have Is not heard like it. that like what people on Zoom meetings are calling, like, happy Blur's Day, everyone? <laughs> yeah, like, it's, oh my gosh, it's Moment's Day again. Yay. <laughs> Men's Days are the hardest. Doom scrolling is definitely new to me this year, and I definitely do it. Aerosol droplets is definitely something I've thought about more this year than ever before. Never <laughs> thought about that, ever. <laughs> Circuit breaker, I must have written down wrong, because I don't know what that is. When the power, when the power goes out. You I know, but why would that be on this list of things? Because there's a, the power is with the people. And we switched the circuit breaker mm. to riot. All right. I think we should play a little um, word association. So you guys ready? Party. Uh-huh. 100%. Super spreader event. What do you think? Mitch Trump. McConnell. I was going to say Pence. <laughs> um, all right. Um, social distancing. Zoom. Love it. <laughs> what did you say, Emma? Zoom. And Nick, you said? Love it. Distance yourself from me socially. All right, stay away. Uh, quarantini. I drank a lot this quarantine, and I'm not mad about it. Okay. All right, contact tracing. Where not is working. it? Not happening. I think of contact paper, which I desperately need for my kitchen drawers that have like remnants of Emma's Christmas tea from last year. <laughs> um, you know, random beans, just crap. I think of like contacts that I could never put in when I was 15 I tried to get them and I fought off three optometrists but they were like here are some glasses you little bitch <laughs> virtual happy hour <laughs> painful honestly super <laughs> overrated in the early pandemic I feel like everyone was utilizing any means to have their quarantini while social distancing and not becoming a super spreader event. And so they all just zoomed in. We got drunk, played those fucking Jack in the Box games. And everyone was like, isn't this so fun? And I was like, no. I downloaded Jack in the Box and I never was able to get it to work. I was also not <laughs> invited to Jack in the Box? <laughs> not one virtual happy hour. I will say, Jack in the, I have had some very successful Jack in the Boxes, and those were fun. But I will say it's two out of ten. It's an it's a online 20% gaming. success rate. And it, you, it's like, it feels like when I've pit it just on a computer when we had CD-ROMs, um, <laughs> it feels like being on a game show. Like, oh, you're a contestant, they're a contestant, you have to 
smack the computer to get in, you know? It can be very fun. So I played it with actual friends of mine, and that was always delightful. And then I played it with these, okay, so I was like V Lonely around June, and I played it with some grinder groups. Let me tell you how trash that was. We played like maybe three rounds, and then suddenly all you see are penises. <laughs> and it's just like, this is, okay, so like, guys, you're not, the rules were very clear, and at no point did they say disrobe. So, like, I am playing the game by the rules, and you are... Where did you... Stop. Put down the poppers. Come on. So you felt sort of like when we had to see Rudolph and the Nuri of his penis earlier when you just threw it up on the screen without any warning? <laughs> Julie, that was art. <laughs> All right. Let's see. A couple more. Photo. Voter fraud. Not happening. Doesn't exist. <laughs> The only voter fraud, which is a very, 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 very small percentage, was done by Trump voters. Why were those ballots in the river? Uh, quarantine pod. We have thing? some excellent podcasts to listen to in your forthcoming quarantine. They're called Blurg, Takes All Over the Place. And my personal podcast, Gregorian Chance Mixed with Screaming. Panic shopping, is that a thing? hundred oh, percent my favorite pastime this quarantine. I, I hoard so in my money. panic. I don't spend money. I'm like, oh no, we're all gonna die. I better hold these shekels close to my heart. No. I was like, am I going anywhere? No. Do I want seven new outfits? Yes. Did I already buy them? A hundred percent. Yeah. You gotta I'm, look cute for the zooms with the grinder people where you're like, hey, I'm gonna make some new put it away. Put it away. Walk tails I've never heard of. I don't know what that is. Is it ducktails? Oh, I've done those before. It's where you pour your wine in a glass and you go take a walk with someone. <laughs> ah, I took some I took some walks when my mental health was particularly poor and I decided to sleep out on the porch because for whatever reason was that felt good. Was that when you good. were in the dog bed? Or was it a different time? <laughs> no, that was part of my recovery. So I was outside and at 3 a.m. I'd be like, not doing great. And so I'd be like, I need to take my mind off of things. I'm so stuck. I'm just going to like, Go through the woods. Um, I did not have wine, but perhaps I should have. Um, maskne. <laughs> have you ever, either of you suffered from maskne? I know I oh, really have. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Super. And then yeah. you take off that mask and you're like, oh, welcome to my chin of death. Sorry. <laughs> so I think I thought the mask would cover all of my overgrowth in the facial hair realm. And it super does it. So then I would look at myself in the mirror and be like, oh my God, you do not have your shit together. I I also got a nice um, gift from the God because what do you want during a pandemic but a raging, festering cold sore on your lip so that not only are your aerosols out there, but they, I was teaching and I get really excited and open my mouth really wide. So then I would be bleeding down my face through the mask. <laughs> If you saw somebody there with blood on their mask, like a white, white mask with blood running down, would you not be like, that's it, zombie times, we're done, let's go. Well, I have to say, I think this was a good one. This was a great one. And thank you to our listeners for joining us for this entire year. It was fucked up, wasn't it? But we hope you enjoyed <laughs> this time and just talking about random, ridiculous shit that we found super enjoyable. And we hope you were able to join in in the levity. It's been such a beautiful forum for us to let off steam and engage. And we hope it's been similarly positively impactful for you all. Thank you so much for joining us on this takes journey. We really appreciate it. Party. Party! We'll see you in 2021. Vaccines for everyone! Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank! The awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank! We love you, Frank. 